Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Freedom Talks. This is Brady, and today uh, it is a pleasure to be hosting both physical therapist Molly Ripberg, who's been on before, uh, but also Heidi Lehman, uh, who is a uh, independent, intimate designer uh, with over 35 years of experience um, all over the world, working with all different kinds of culture um, and uh, types of people and uh, different body sizes and things like that. So uh, it's it's a pleasure to have you on, Heidi. How are you doing? Thank you, Brady. A marvelous introduction. Thank you. I, I try <laughs> my best. Wonderful, a wonderful <laughs> day here in beautiful Milwaukee. Yes. Uh, Molly, how are you on the other line here? Good. Doing well. So uh, Heidi... Uh, our owner, Mike Karagenis, had the pleasure of uh, meeting you kind of off chance and um, you were able to get his attention or he got your attention. How did you uh, connect with Mike first? Oh, it was it was like, just like, you know, heaven made a match somehow. <laughs> we were literally in the air, in the plane. He was sitting next to me. I was flying over when I moved last year from Stanford, Connecticut to Milwaukee. I was in the flight uh, probably from White Plains. I think usually I flew out of White Plains, yeah. Oh, okay. And we started to talk when I was, there's always something to talk. I'm a Gemini, so I'm very uh, communicative, <laughs> you know. Then when I found out, of course, that he's like uh, into uh, chiropractic and, and stuff, I was immediately like, yes, cool. I can find out more stuff. <laughs> yes, and, and Mike is a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a purveyor of all things therapy. If he finds someone who's very passionate about something that he thinks can improve uh, the lives of people that he works with, he is all over that. And that's kind of, it's a fun company to work with in that um, aspect. Uh, Heidi, let's start with, uh, you've had so much experience um, in design and things like that. Um, so how did you kind of get started in that and how did you kind of find your way into doing kind of int uh, intimate wear um, as a kind of specialty? Well, um, it's probably the area where I originally come from in Germany, the southwest uh, in Germany is predominant textile industry and um, there are lots of um, intimate apparel companies like Triumph, which is the biggest um, uh, intimate apparel manufacturer on this planet. Um, and then also Shisa was an, an old um, company um, and I did my apprenticeship there as a tailor. Um, and then I worked there for another two, year, two years and before I went to, the, um, to do my master's and um, design degree in Munich Fashion School where I again learned to work on the body. So with Triumph and with, um, with Shisa, I learned a lot about technical things as well, like all the different kind of sewing machines where you, uh, which are used for stretchy seams or the materials itself, or also um, parts of the construction in pattern. And then Triumph was the one who hired me as an assistant designer after I graduated from fashion school in Munich. Um, in their um, headquarter in Hong Kong. So this is where I was trained and also in Asian fit and, and uh, cultural needs, you know, their taste and what they want, you know, with padded bras because of no nipple uh, penetration, you know, no show promise, which is big here in the States as well, mm -hmm. you know. And then also in, uh, in Germany or in Europe from north to south and east to west, you know, imagine women in Sweden have a very different understanding and also figure type uh, compared to the women in Italy, you know, yes. or in France and then in 
Bulgaria, for instance, you know, yes. and in between you have then the Germans, the Austrians and the Swiss who have some kind of an understanding depending on religion, very Catholic or or more um, free or whatever, you know, um, it's it's interesting and the body types, you know, and yeah. So what, I've, I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot. <laughs> that sounds like it. So I, I mean, <laughs> just from my, my perspective, I didn't, I never even, it never even crossed my mind. And obviously I'm not a fashion person, but how, how much uh, cultural differences can influence design and things like that. And it makes sense. Um, I guess what, what is it that, um, like what, what are the contrasting differences that you kind of explained a little bit about figure type and things like that, but is, is there anything that stands out in particular that kind of gave you that learning experience of, oh, I'm really going to have to make sure that uh, I kind of understand the culture before I go into making designs for a certain set of people? Yeah, that's a very good question. And I think what definitely helps is my very open uh, personality and my curiosity. I said earlier, I'm a Gemini, no one I'm talking so much and asking and dangerous because I know everything somehow. <laughs> so I think that already helps you and my very positive approach uh, to women and because they are often so frustrated when they go bra shopping or or they can't find nice knickers, nice bottoms. You mm -hmm. know, we always have to wear this, this plastic synthetic knickers, for instance. Uh, as in, in bottoms, panties, you know, they are not very healthy, but this is what they try to sell us, you know, or why are we actually in a bra? You know, where does that come from? And to your question, uh, you know, about the differences, for instance, in Asia, women um, usually typically have a more flatter and more straighter uh, body um, uh, frame and also breasts or butts, but they want to, or they are, they are, um, um, different shaped eyes you know our eyes are more rounded they are more like a slit and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, they it's very um horrible actually to see how in japan women often go to undergo this beauty surgery to get more rounded more european eye shape and stuff like this so again then for the breast and the butts you know and they try to to shape up and and add stuff to it in order to make it more look like this hourglass shape for instance yeah and uh, it's very interesting to see then how then on the other side in in america here uh, tragically women are always running around in these padded bras they are either overheating the breast you know because of no show promise no nipple penetration um, because of modesty, it's it's this religious, this old Purit, um, Puritans um, background that still st stacks here in in America very deep um, in their minds. Um, and uh, or no seam over a, a cup, for instance, no bust seam. They would definitely um, see this as like, oh, somebody will just look at my at my breasts and nothing else, you know. Okay. The t-shirt bra, for instance, and all these molded cups and stuff. Yeah. So. And so I, I guess to, to bring Molly in a little bit to this, like Molly, I guess before we get into like some of the materials and things like that and where the seams are, um, what is just kind of like the base understanding I think that most physical therapists come into uh, like treating a patient with when they, if they would ask you about that, because I, I don't think it is a commonly asked question, but I don't know, Molly, what do you, what do you think about that? So we, we see a lot of people with like upper back, 
uh, lower back, neck, shoulder pain. Um, and a lot of times, um, you know, we kind of do a thorough evaluation and there's not necessarily not like, you know, a, a spinal cord isn't being pinched or something like that, but they're still having this, you know, ridiculous amount of pain and depending on their posture, what they do for work, um, you know, we, we kind of go through it and, and kind of just see what, what could be causing it. Um, quite a lot of the time, um, we tend to find either young adolescent girls who are just coming into puberty and don't really know what to do with their body. So they kind of go into this, like, uh, wanting to go back into their shell, kind of hunched shoulders, which creates so much strain through the back and through the neck. Um, also to like, um, women who are just in the wrong bra, who don't have support, who don't have, um, the right bra on, um, which is then putting undue pressure throughout their whole upper body. Um, and so, um, in no way are physical therapists in any way, um, kind of licensed to be able to give broad advice. But a lot of times what we do is we look, um, to other professionals, people, um, like Heidi, who really understand the body and understand um, how to make that bra or that under um, garment fit well, so that it takes the pressure off of the muscles and off of your skeleton, skeleton um, so that your back pain and your neck pain and your shoulder pain resolve. Mm-hmm. So then Heidi, like listening to that and kind of like what those physical therapists are combating, um, and those patients are combating, uh, can you kind of help us walk through like, what are the bra materials and what is a, you know, a bad fitting bra, uh, and then kind of how did you go about designing some of these bras that are for sale, uh, to that, that, that are appropriate and, and how do women find the right bra for them? Right. I, I have to say it's, it's really fabulous how Molly was describing those issues. Um, and I am tall and I was developed quite early as a young uh, teenager, you know, but I was um, probably lucky um, having kind of a good self-confidence, you know, and I was standing always relatively straight. And I was wearing the highest plateau shoes in the 70s. <laughs> I didn't care if I was taller than the cutest guys in my class because I was looking then at the ones two years older. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're doing. Self-confidence. I don't know where it came from. I guess it's, you know, it's, it's your upbringing, it's your parents, etc. Yeah. So anyway, but since I've also worked in Connecticut with my dear friend, Dr. Joe, who is a very, very gifted uh, chiropractor. Um, we went out and, and did fit sessions together to, in the process of developing a garment, for instance, to make it, to get it to the fit approval. Mm-hmm. And we were, I think the first bra dream team in New York <laughs> who did that. And the models I had from that agency MSA at the time, um, they were all relatively athletic um, or uh, very body conscious, put it that way. Okay, sure. so they did yoga and Pilates and all this stuff, and they were blown away by our kinesiology, you know, approach the muscle test. In and this is what Joe does. All the doctor Joe always does first: sternum, and then up here, shoulder point, 
to see what's going on there. Then at the side, where usually the underwire would hit you terribly and mm -hmm. cut into anything and restrict lots of uh, memory glands and uh, lymphatic system stuff. And then he would touch also the spine in the back because at the, at the moment you have like a circular restriction around any body part, you know, tie a string around, uh, string around your finger, leave it there, it will fall off eventually. So imagine what you do with a bra and when you wear it for um, a long time and there are people, uh, women with big breasts often who sleep in their bras, which is so bad. And especially if it's in an underwire bra, it's really, um, yeah, it's a double whammy. It's not good. Just, so, curi just curious, what does the, the wire specifically cause uh, compared to a non-wire bra or obviously sleeping without a bra? Yeah, there is all about restriction and compromising this divine design. Our body is so beautifully ingenious designed and we are all snowflakes. Everything, everybody is different, you know. And if you restrict this in any way, blood flow or or preventing the very fragile little organs, the, the lymph nodes uh, mm -hmm. from flushing out toxins. I have a picture from Dr. Joe, um, uh, a friend of his, another chiropractor, uh, infrared picture. It shows the shape of the bra on a, on a woman's, uh, upper torso, woman's upper torso, 10 minutes after she took off the bra, still showing fluids hold back in the area and not being flushed out. So the big question is really, why are we wearing a bra? Yeah. <laughs> there, is, there is no good reason for wearing a bra. And Dr. Joe has in, in his um, experience, this is why we work together and this is why we kind of hooked up, so many um, female patients who come and say, isn't there anybody where I can get a custom-made bra, you know, that really fits my body and my needs? You know, lots of women have scoliosis and, and so on. You know, it's, this is really, really um, a tragedy to see how the bras are either ill-fitting because of the bad construction, uh, because of poor choice of um, combination of materials. They just don't hold up and perform or for the for the fashions, uh, you know, uh, aspect just cause more havoc on your body than doing any good. Honestly. Okay. And underwire is the worst because it has the wrong shape. An underwire has a U shape, yeah. and your yeah. infra memory uh, fold, the the breast line basically where it's attached to the your your uh, rib cage is more like a soft swoosh or like i call it like a soft check mark you know it goes underneath your armpits and if you put an underwire there it's a no-brainer and then <laughs> i guess so the underwire bad and you said uh, yeah. one one statement that stood out to me so you said ideally no one would be wearing a bra correct? yes and so yes. um obviously and I, well not obviously is that mostly because of just beauty standards is the reason why women do wear bras then historically yeah. speaking? Mm -hmm. It's okay. a cosmetic, it's, it's pure cosmetic aspect. If you think, I mean, everybody wears though, look at us today. Okay. Everybody wears something stretchy, a sweater or uh, a t-shirt or something that's knitted and will conform to your body. The moment 
uh, and I'm a, I have my master's degree in ladies tailoring. But the moment I put myself into a blouse or a dress or a jacket, I have to have my bust point basically like in the upper arm center here, yeah, in order to fit and get it away from the side somehow in order to fit into a blouse, a dress or a jacket that okay. is made from woven materials and to look kind of get like this good look, the good proportion to look good. So uh, then, so, oh. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mark. Um, <laughs> um, if like, like you're saying, like, so if no one should wear a bra, you know, that it just like for your body's sake, what about like bigger busted women though, that like where they're, they're more top heavy, um, where I think of it more as like that. It's just kind of, it helps the, if it's a, the right fitting bra, it would help, you know, kind of be able to pull their shoulders back, give them a yeah. better, like a more neutral posture. Yeah. Um, but where, where do you kind of stand on that as far as, I mean, I get for smaller chested women that don't really need the support that are able to kind of hold themselves up a bit, but what about the larger breasted women? Well, yeah. First of all, um, when we are teenagers, we are told you have to wear a bra in order to prevent them from sagging. Okay. So that's one myth that it's really bad because if you cut constantly uh, below your breast uh, into the tissue and prevent blood flow, there is a tiny little muscle group you should you know best <laughs> right here on your rib cage at the bottom. Yeah, that is also responsible for the lift of the breast. Yeah, and and for stability, not only from up here. Then of course you have these Cooper ligaments. Nobody really knows if they're really existing. <laughs> it's kind of a myth from the late eighteen uh, hundred something, as as far as I know. Um, and yes, um, if you let your breast engage with gravity, and if you do certain uh, uh, brushing and, and exercising, you know, training your muscles, this and this, for instance. Um, you help to get this lift and you are not restricting it. For the bigger, really, really, let's say out of proportion, I hate to use this, but mm -hmm. it's kind of the other spectrum from, from very uh, flat and, and maybe an AA cup scenario or A cup. Then you have the uh, FGH, and especially from uh, the UK, for instance, um, we did a, a research on the island type, and it was narrow rib cage with really, really big, uh, unproportional big breasts. Of course, even those women have then issues with their uh, back, it comes forward because it gets too heavy. Um, a friend of mine here just had a, a breast reduction because she's kind of that type, but she's 60 now and finally got it done. Yeah, And she feels so good. She said to me the other day, I can't believe it. This is the first time since I'm 12 years old that I don't wear a bra and she can't wear anything right now mm -hmm. uh, because of the, the breast is still getting back into some kind of a, a shape, a form. Mm -hmm. She can't wear any molded cups or whatever, uh, but she feels so good, so relieved. She can breathe, her, her rib cage can expand and, and uh, it just feels so different. The moment mm -hmm. when you start doing exercise, hop around or where the breast is like really warm like this, you know, um, and and we feel that we have to absorb this shock, you know, famous yeah, yeah. sports bra, the shock absorber from Burley. Um, 
but at the end of the day, we have to have our uh, breast engage with this. You know, it's like almost like a concussion. I feel if I if I put a, bra a breast into a very um, compressing bra, like a sports bra, doesn't matter if it's encapsulation or if it's just a compression bra. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like when your when your brain moves too fast or you have a um, a, a fight, you know, mm -hmm. concussion. It's the same with this. What's happening inside there when it like bounces against uh, some kind of a barrier, a hard shell, and the breast moves like a reclining eight, like this, you know, when you move. Okay. So for the bigger breasts, I understand if they want to have something, but they need to uh, go and wear something that is light and um, without an underwire. And I know that the industry um, is unfortunately very much behind in creating really nice bras. So that's what we did at Vibrant. At least we are up to a 42D right now, but it also could fit probably a double D. Um, in order to keep the integrity of the garment, it's also patented, you know, and it's really a cool design where the, the cup goes uh, to the side uh, of the breast, you know, really underneath the underarm here, yeah? And it incorporates everything. It has a great construction inside that holds everything gently up so there is not much pressure and force on the shoulder strap. And this is cushioned, you know, um, to really prevent as much um, compromising of the system as possible, yeah? So if they can find something like this, and we are working on it at Vibrant to go into even bigger sizes, but you have to keep the integrity of the garment. You know, I don't want to throw anything out there in the market that's not really doing the trick. Mm -hmm. So I was just curious, is there any kind of like uh, patented material or new technology for materials that came out or that you were able to use in these bras that were able, gave you the ability to end up creating these, these uh, pieces of clothing? Yeah. Um, what I did um, in Germany is a company, they work on really cool um, innovative materials, which they also use in the car industry. They work oh. for Tesla and so on. <laughs> so this friend of mine, Dr. Zabo, exactly, he was working at the time on the blue foam. It doesn't mean it's blue. As a matter of fact, it's a water-based foam, not an ester-based polyurethane foam. And that is not fogging, releasing any toxins, because usually the nature of the beast of a foam cup is that it is releasing um, some kind of a gas that, that causes the yellowing in polyurethane foam and that also causes the crumbling. And the nipple and the areola with its fine skin, you know, your, your skin in general is your largest organ, you know, and yeah. absorbs all this craziness. The nipple direct entrance into your body, yeah? So if you have materials there that are overheating plus they are releasing uh, toxins, and that's a double remedy. So with our blue foam from Miser, I was able to work with him on a version that would work for our bra in the frame area. So all around here in the sweat channel, basically, when you are working out, and I have lots of women, they go uh, horseback riding, you know, they hop wow. through the woods in Germany or here in America. <laughs> and they love it because 
they can feel they are alive. You know, the breast is engaging and doing stuff, but it's kind of um, like, like what I would do gently holding uh, with my hand sometimes my breast and I move, you know, Molly probably knows that you hold it. It's, you still go with the movement, but you are not uh, restricting everything. So that's here, um, the same thing. So with this blue foam, it's really, um, it's laminated with, with cotton, uh, organic 100% cotton, so that's good. And our cup quality is the highest standard um, to, to European standards, which is way higher than what we have here in America. Um, and you can basically say there's, there's no fogging. Oh. It's the standard is so high and it's a very expensive cup. What I did was baking several layers strategically placed in there together. And this is where we got the patent on it um, with the design, the shape I did, plus the materials I combined and it works from a small up to a, a bigger cup in different uh, thicknesses. And so it, it's really fabulous. It feels great. And the straps are at, in the front relatively far apart and it gives you a nice uh, sweetheart neckline. But then in the back, they come together quite close in a V-shape. So they are anchored uh, with a cushioned hook and eye tape. <laughs> One here maybe, anyway. And it's, um, it is really soft on your on your spine area and it's anchored in the center. So I hear from, from women, for instance, I stand straight though. Yeah. I have a great posture. They ask me, did you lose weight? Like, Yay. <laughs> yeah, you'll take that compliment every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can can you talk a little bit about like like how to find a bra that fits you right? And like you know, using like yeah, the technology, you know, like how you guys have kind of made the bras, you know, wider space, you know, but can you mm -hmm. talk about like, if someone um, is looking to purchase a new bra, you know, like mm -hmm. what, what should they be looking at? What should, what features should they be making sure that it actually fits them correctly? Right. So the industry is kind of dive, uh, yeah, kind of divided in, what size system some use the old traditional American system the plus five system or some call it plus four I don't know where it's coming from it has nothing to do with really what it is but anyway so the plus five system for instance if I measure 39 in my ribcage circumference plus five would bring me into to the 34 uh, size uh, band size range and then you confirm this up here. If you are fuller, you're probably a C or a D. Yeah? And if you are shyer, that's probably more like an A, maybe a B cup, depending also on the shape of your uh, ribcage. Um, I, I would say in order to find your right bra, you, you know usually if you are more of a balcony or a, a semi-demi garment that doesn't fill up too much here, I made some sketches and I invented some, some body types. I, I see through the years. So one, for instance, would be like a very even V-ish from the waist on um, up to your uh, shoulders is more of a, a wine glass shape. Yeah. And then you have lots of the island girls, for instance. They are very straight here in their ribcage, and then shoop, they go out, and they really do have a shoulders here. Yeah. Yep. So that's yeah. called the martini glass shape. 
<laughs> and then I have the very straight ones, you know, um, hardly any, any shoulder frame here and very straight down. Um, and they often have slippage issues with the shoulder straps are falling off, especially if they have sloped shoulders. That's my gin and tonic. <laughs> anyway, and then it depends on, on how high, you know, your um, breast base is basically where the mammary fold is. You know, this, this also indicates how much space do I have up here? If I have very little space up here, I tend to wear more of a, of a balcony or of a, um, a semi-demi garment. If I have more space there, um, like here, okay, she has more space up here, she can easily wear a nice uh, full coverage or maybe even both and it looks good and it feels good. And in general, I would just say, um, I mean, I'm always available for little fit sessions. I'm more than happy to, uh, and we have it on the Vibrant uh, uh, site anyway, you can always book me. Um, and uh, it's free, you know, I'll, I'm more than happy to help you measure and get an idea because what lots of companies also doing, the fitters in the stores, they measure above your bust point, the circumference around your body. And that has nothing really to do with your cup size because that only gives you a measurement around the body. So if you are more hunched over, this can all be in the back. If you are all like this, you know, uh, and, and you, you have maybe, um, yeah, uh, more, more breast here in the, in the front, you could be, it, this could vary from a C to a double D, for instance. So that measurement um, has nothing to do with your, with your cup size. I call it the tailor measurement. If I would do a dress pattern or uh, whatever, then I would take that measurement. Yes, but at the end of the day, yeah, that has nothing to do with the cup size, so. Yeah, I did see that on the website that you're able to easily book. So if anybody is interested yeah. um, in booking Heidi or uh, I don't know who, anybody else from, is anybody else from your company do those fittings as well or is it just you? No, it's me. Okay. <laughs> I'm well, the master of my designer. At this point, I'm the only expert in the company. <laughs> fair enough. So if you want to book Heidi, it's, it's as easy as going to their website, uh, yeah. hit, hitting find my fit and schedule a fitting. Um, yeah. So uh definitely do that if you're interested um <laughs> it's always fun with me <laughs> it, it is yes we can attest heidi is a, has a great personality and uh is extremely fun to work with um so i guess molly is there anything else that from a physical therapy standpoint that uh we missed in terms of information and um things like that or heidi if you have anything to add as far as uh, from a biomechanical standpoint, um, if we missed any information that you feel is super important? I mean, I feel like we, I mean, as physical therapists, our biggest thing is really just getting your, your spine and your body back to kind of like a neutral um, place. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we leave the bra fitting up to kind of Heidi and making sure that you are in a a cup and a, in a fit that actually supports your body. Um, but we usually just will then work on like postural, um, stretching and strengthening, um, to kind of keep you then, um, where you need to be and, um, kind of reverse maybe the years of poor posture because of, um, ill-fitting clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and 
that's sort of, I mean, that's that's on our end what we we tend to do. Yeah, I would also tell women uh, who are listening, if you find red marks or any uncomfortable or, or scraping somewhere on your body, that's a sign. That's a sign. Okay. Especially if you have uh, like poking uh, underwire at the side or at the, in the heart area here, you know, you're, you're the body's biggest uh, electromagnetic field next to the brain not good come and let me check it out <laughs> so um i guess is there anything heidi that you would add you had uh kindly corrected me at the beginning that you do have male uh clients and things like that that you help them out with things uh, uh mm -hmm. posture wise and and fit them for do you fit them for bras or, or how do you help uh men yeah um there are of course, you know, we, men and women doesn't mean that we always have like the sexual preference or whatever, or we feel about uh, bodies a certain way. As sure. I said earlier, we are all snowflakes. <laughs> Everybody is different. And we also have different ideas of what we want to wear or how we want to feel. So that's the same thing. And I do have some really nice uh, gentlemen who just... Um, like to wear a bra or a breast or, or are actually in the process of uh, changing, you know, which is, uh, I think, something I really want to support and help to uh, make those uh, people feel just fabulous because um, they are going through a quite tough time, I can imagine, you know, mm -hmm. like I can't, but yeah. Yep. And so uh, I guess, the only thing that did we miss anything? Cause you had, you had mentioned it, I think, but all of the, uh, kind of eco-friendly body friendly materials that are used and that you're some right. of those other bras that maybe you find commercially yeah. are, uh, harmful. Yes. In, in general, just to add one thing, um, it's a no brainer. If we are at vibrant, for instance, and I was the one also, uh, who was very lucky in meeting uh, Michael Drescher, who is the owner of the company and who came with this idea to me and help him to develop it, was very open for using the best materials to get. And that meant I got all materials to, to European standard in regards of quality. They all have an Ecotex 100 certificate. And um, that means, for instance, in Europe, we have banned close to 1,500 questionable substances that are used in textiles, cosmetic, and food. South Korea, 1,100. Canada, 1,000. Guess how much it's here in the, in the States? My guess is like tenfold. 37. Wow. Holy crap. It's, it is... <laughs> It is scary, yeah. all right? So therefore, um, I would highly recommend, and, and this all this awakening and this change with COVID, I think that's my silver lining on the horizon with this uh, horrible scenario here uh, in general all over the world, that people have become more conscious about what's good for them and what's not good for them, yeah? And they're trying to make a change, and I... 
I absolutely support this and, and I'm there for everybody who has questions. I have very smart family members. <laughs> <laughs> I always can torture with my questions. <laughs> and I'm more than happy to help and advise you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I would advise anybody that is interested in, in anything we talked about today to visit the vibrantbodycompany.com, visit them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, they have a wealth of uh, knowledge and resources and really awesome people like Heidi that are kind of leading the way um, for healthy healthy women and healthy men uh, across the world. And it was yeah. an absolute pleasure speaking with you today, Heidi. It was <laughs> extremely fun for me. Molly, it was, uh, I think, a good time for you as well. Uh, all right, Heidi. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you guys so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Heidi. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing one-on-one comprehensive physical and occupational therapy services, including women's health, chronic pain treatment, TMJ, and more. With four locations in Fox Point, Grafton, Brookfield, and McGuanago, Wisconsin. More information at freedompt.com.